Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again. Born to watch. Today we take a trip to Vegas with an ensemble cast that could be the greatest ever assembled. The heist film, when done correctly, could be the most enjoyable of all the film genres. But it's harder to do right than it looks. There needs to be the right characters, the right stakes, and just enough plot twists. Having George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Julie Roberts and Matt Damon should have ensured Ocean's Eleven was an ultimate success. Let's discover if it was. Now, let's meet my two proper villains. G-Man, how are you going? Good evening. Great to be back, everyone, after our little sojourn, little holiday. Yes, we're back. Uh, we're back online, yeah. Ocean's Eleven, good movie. Big cast, as you said. Huge cast. Lots of people in this movie, yeah. Would have been, and it's some of those people hitting their prime. Clooney hitting his prime. There's, Brad Pitt. Ar- there's arguments to be made for Pitt and Clooney that this is peak. Yeah, this is definitely in the yeah. peak time for yeah. sure. Clooney only just met Julia Roberts on this film. Never met her before. Interesting really? little tidbit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Damo, back again. Yep, yep. Now officially part of the furniture. I am. I am. I think we missed an opportunity though because Billy Ocean happened to play at Gold Coast last weekend. <laughs> We could have done the double header. Oh, we Would have been good. Billy Ocean and the Ocean's Eleven. Caribbean Queen. Now we're sharing the same dream. <laughs> Jeez, you felt that out. Gow. But, okay, so you guys were in Bali. Did you, just clear up the rumour here, did you do any Raid 3 work? Are, were you guys, are you guys part of it, doing some Pensac Salat martial arts? Look, I walked past the set. Yeah. Uh, it just looked a little bit too hardcore for me. But, Gow, you know... Yeah, look, I, I stayed away. I was on holidays. And I'm more of a Shotokan karate style. Fair enough. Oh, look, I, I gave a few pointers. I, I always hand, like to hand a few pointers out, but they would have appreciated that. Oh, of course. Yeah. Look, uh, we're doing Ocean's Eleven today. And I've been to Bali for nine days and I went in the ocean once. There you go. So it's Ocean One. <laughs> <laughs> okay, movie came out in 2001. 2001. 20001. Making enough as we go. It's like in the future. It is. 20,001 (laughs) leagues under the sea. Thanks, Jules Verne. Ocean's 20,001. Yep. Overs and unders, I'm going to set it 20 for this one. Now we're going to start with Gow. What do you reckon? I'm under 20. Yep. Under 20 for sure. I've seen this movie a handful of times. I reckon five to ten times. Okay. Really enjoyed it first time I watched it, and I've had a few rewatches since, and of course one one to recap this movie. But yeah, probably seven to eight times. Okay. Well done. Damo? Yep, I'm under. Yes. I'll just get the calculator out. I'm on two. <laughs> You've seen Ocean's Eleven twice. Yep. Yep, that was the other, about a week ago I watched it the second time. When was the first time you watched it? Was it when, lot, it, came like when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but I still remembered it. I knew what the movie was about, so yeah, I don't need to... Keep this could watching. be the one that I take the most umbrage with <laughs> out of all of them. Fair enough. Because this is a this has been oversaturated for one, this movie. When you yeah. when you first yeah. watched it, did you like it? Did you think, oh, that's something I I'd, did. I'd I really watch. enjoyed yeah. it the first time I saw it. Okay. And you never thought, oh, might revisit it. No, it never... I, I Life's saw, too short. Yeah. <laughs> No, never had the urge to or need to really watch it again. But I guess in saying that, like we have discussed that Star Wars is probably the most watched movie you've watched. Yep. And you've seen that about 25 times. Yep. yep. Of which about 22 of them were, were in the first <laughs> to five years. <laughs> Up to about 2000, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. excellent. All right, I am way over on this one. I'd probably be 50. I would think this is one of those ones when it's just on. It's been on, it's funny. And what? 
made me select this one and make the captain's call the other week was that it's been on Foxtel a lot, yep. just on repeat, and it was actually on Foxtel this weekend. And so I turned it on and there was already 30 minutes into it. So I watched it. And then I had to go back and watch it from the start again. <laughs> on what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got a problem. I've got a problem. And a lot of spare you, time. You did not need to go back and watch the first 30 minutes because you've seen it over 50 I times. know that, but I, yeah. sometimes I'm not as good at remembering the stuff as what I used to be. Okay. But in saying that, I probably didn't need to go back and watch it. But I did. I enjoy the rewatch. Yeah. And I flit in and out of them. It's not like I am 100% invested for all I, two hours of the movie. I think this is an easy rewatch. Because Very once you the plot, the plot's intricate, but once you've seen it, you know what the story's going to be and what happens. And the characters in it, or the actors in it, are very good. Very slick in the way they Super work together. Slick. And Super so slick. it's a not, it's a good, it's a good easy rewatch. It's a good yeah. flick just to have on to something comfortable. It's easy watch. background. Yeah, if easy. you're working and you have this on in the background, like you can not watch it for thirty minutes and then go, yeah, eh, fuck work. And just mm-hmm. pop into a little less conversation, a little more action. Mm, thanks, Elvis. Oh, it's very yeah. easy. Great score in this movie. Yeah, good, good soundtrack. Very good soundtrack. Okay, let's listen to the trailer. It's never been done before. What's the target? When was the last time you were in Vegas? You want to knock over a casino. Three casinos? Vegas, huh? Vegas? Vegas. Fantastic. The heist is impossible. Casino security cannot be beaten. You're out of your minds. Exactly. <laughs> you are up to something, Danny. What? You're pulling a job, aren't you? You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. You're gonna need a crew as nuts as you are. What do you got in mind? Smash and grab job, huh? Slightly more complicated than that. Say we get down the elevator we can't move, and past the guards with the guns, and into the vault we can't open. We're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million in cash. Yeah. Oh. But these guys... That is the sexiest thing I have ever seen. ...are just crazy enough. You'd need at least a dozen guys doing a combination of cons. Do you understand any of this? I'll explain later. ...to pull off the con... Someone call for a doctor? ...of the century. We're set. We're set. We're set. Do it already. Why don't you check the batteries? Congratulations, you're a dead man. George Clooney, Matt Damon, Andy Garcia, Brad Pitt, and Julia Roberts. Why do this? Why not do it? From the Academy Award-winning director of Traffic and Aaron Brockovich. Because the house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this speech. A little bit, did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. was good, I liked it. Ocean's Eleven. You're either in or you're out. I'm staying in. Okay, another quality trailer there. Some sexy human beings. The Brad Pitt Award's going to be very mm. difficult for me today. I'm extremely... I'm Natalie Imbruglia. I'm torn. Okay, I would imagine you would yeah, be. I'm hugely torn. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Gail, why don't you tell us a little bit about Ocean's Eleven. The plan is set. The rules are clear. Danny Ocean's grifters will hurt no one and will play the game like they have nothing to lose. If all goes right, the payoff is $150 million, divided by 11. You do the math. The skill of Academy Award-winning director Steven Soderbergh combines with enough star power to light up the Las Vegas trip in this classy caper. 
Danny Ocean defies the odds in a split-second heist of three Vegas casinos, all owned by magnate Terry Benedict, who is dating Danny's ex-wife. A fixer, a pickpocket, a blackjack dealer, a flim-flammer, and others <laughs> in well-defined roles are with Danny. Are you in or out? I'm all, all in. What's a flim-flammer? Good question. Good, thank you, ask. Because I was like, what is a flim-flammer? So a flim-flammer is a person who swindles someone with a confidence trick. Oh, oh right. Flimflammer. Yeah. It's a shit name. It's terrible. It it's is. The, the name is not as cool as what the actual act no. is. So, mate, you're a bit of a flimflammer. Yeah. Get a punch so in the face. Stri- you strike me as a bit of a flimflammer. <laughs> doesn't sound that cool, <laughs> no, does it, really? A bit of a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Critical thinking. IMDb has this movie rated 7.7 7 out of 10. It's certified fresh 83% on the tomato meter and 80% audience score. So it rates... Pretty well. Pretty high. I would thought this would rate pretty highly, seeing the cast at the time in two thousand and one. I actually think. I actually think that the rating might be a little low. Yeah, I thought it might have rated higher than this, just purely because of the star power. Yep. And it, it's a commercial movie. Like it is made. It's a very even commercial movie. Like they are the nicest criminals on planet Earth. <laughs> Couple reviews. We've got a good one here. Couple new ones. New people right into, into the fold. We're giving Ferdy a break. Okay. Yeah. Kenneth Turin of the LA Times. A champagne bubble of a movie, lively, effervescent, and diverting. If it bursts earlier than we'd like, and it does, that takes nothing away from the considerable pleasure it provides along the way. Wow. He likes the champagne, this guy. Yeah. Classy. Yeah. It does I think it does miss a beat. Along the way. Definitely. Yeah. But we'll get to that. The bad, John Anderson from Newsday. Despite a lot of snappy dialogue supplied by screenwriter Ted Griffin, Ocean's Eleven bogs down in technological minutia, pointless set pieces that aren't very funny, and by indulging the urge to constantly sell itself. I don't... It's But I think... I agree with him in a lot of bits. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with a little bit of that. I see that the path he's taking with that. I don't agree with all of his statements, but I do see that some of it is a bit bit intricate. Yeah, I think the heist itself is extremely intricate. And I'm going to get to it in Good, the Bad, the Ugly, but everything has to go <laughs> 100% right. Yeah, I have a couple of, I have a couple of thoughts around yeah, that too. So let's yeah. wait. Let's hold on those. Now, Gao... Ordinary people. Why don't you tell us a bit about the cast and the money and all the shit that goes all right. with it? Here we go. Well, now, George, we're here for about an hour with this oh, cast. Yeah, no, I've, I've cut it down. We're going to go with majors. Look, we've majors. They're all majors. <laughs> we talked about Brad Pitt before, so we'll, yeah, we'll touch him, never but, heard of him. But we haven't actually talked about George Clooney. No, we, we haven't. We haven't done a Clooney, which is surprising. Movie. It is. I actually thought, yeah, I'll just yeah. pick up some notes I've got, but no. Yeah, there was a time in my life where he was my turn. You, yes, you went through a, a Clooney phase. I, did, I went through a Clooney phase. But even Which, your hair in it, I think you actually... I modelled my hair you on did, Clooney. You, yeah. you actually said you were going through your Clooney phase. I like, did. Physically. Yeah, I, I look like I ate him. But yeah, I definitely went through a Clooney yeah, phase. It's definitely as fuck That's the thing, thing on this movie. That, and we'll get to that, I guess, when we talk about things that have come into general pop culture. But the Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> the people hair. know the Clooney. Like yeah, you, have a, salt, you look like Clooney with your salt and pepper salt beard. Yeah. Now mine is. Calls com- I was looking at my beard the other day. I've just gone completely salt. Yes. Oh, full Richard Gere now. I am f- full Dick Gear. <laughs> I'm Sean full Connery. <laughs> All right, let's go. Anyway, George Sean. Clooney. George Clooney's a bit like Morgs when he's young. He's very active in basketball and bas- basketball. <laughs> Six-year-old basketball. Try out for the Cincinnati Reds. 
Oh, really? Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't get offered a contract. But still, he's yeah. not a very big man, George Clooney. No, he's not. Can't see him um, as a sportsman. No, but apparently he was quite into the sport. But he got his first role. His cousin's Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, from off, uh, Robocop. From Robocop. And he got him a role in a feature film called And They Are Off in 82. And that's when Clooney started acting. So Clooney actually went to Harvard. Wow. And he actually fell out of Harvard like with only a little bit to go because he got the acting bug and moved to Hollywood and decided he'd take the chance. It worked out pretty well in the end. Yeah. Took but a long th- time for him though. Well, did. That was 82, right? He, was in, he had a small role in that movie. It was a tender love story with Kentucky's thrilling thoroughbred racing world as the stage. Wow. Yeah, sounds awesome. We should I cover that. Oh, definitely. That anyway, after that, he was... Do you remember he was on The Facts of Life? Yeah. He's also on Roseanne. He was. He was Brooks, Booker Brooks in Roseanne. He, he had a was, recurring uh, Jackie, role. Jackie's boyfriend. He was the supervisor yeah. as well, yeah. Booker Brooks. Yeah, Booker Brooks. Wow. Good name, isn't it? Yeah. Booker Brooks from Lansing, Michigan. But then, obviously, 84... Sorry, 94 was when he popped out in ER as oh, Dr. Doug. Yeah. What a great show that was, wasn't it? it that was, was unreal at awesome. the time, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? It was, it was ahead of the curve. Yes, it was. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, Goose. Anthony Goose, Edwards, yeah. Noah Wild, Juliana Margulies. Had a awesome well, oh, it, made, it made some people. Eric LaSalle. Oh, yeah. He was already on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was already way above. Yeah. But yeah, so you're right. It did take him a bit of time because obviously it was in the 80s he was on those shows and then it was the mid-90s. He did a bit of stuff in between there, but that was really what broke him out. And then he went from there from Dust Till Dawn in 96 oh, while he was still was on AR. He started getting those roles yep. while he was still on the show. What about Three Kings? Three Kings is a King's great movie awesome. as well. Mark Wahlberg yeah. and yeah. the other freaking lunatic Spike Jones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a good movie. Good. Batman and Robin in 97. Wow. <laughs> the oh, Batsuit well. with nipples. Yep. Yeah. Out of yeah. sight. Yeah, that's a great movie. J-Lo. That with is J-Lo. a fantastic movie. Yeah, the Thin that's Red Line. Soderbergh as well, what though, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Perfect Storm in 2000. Great movie. I watched that a little while ago. It's a good, good movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. That ending's pretty brutal. Is that with the, the boat and they got that yeah. giant yeah. wave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the boat gets knocked over. John yeah. C. Riley. Yeah. William yeah. Fickner. Yeah. yeah. John C. Riley's awesome. Diane Lane. But obviously the Oceanus. Uh, Syriana in 2006, he got an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Put on about 25 kilos for that. Yeah. Big fat beard. And then Michael Clayton in 2007, which was another Steven Soderbergh movie. He won the Oscar for that. Yep. It's a great movie. He, he My, plays uh, a fixer. George Clooney, yeah. Plays Soderbergh won the Oscar. Like George Clooney got a nom. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got a nom there. And then Up in the Air in, 90, in 2009. That's Anna a Kendrick. good movie too. Yeah. And a recent one, Ticket to Paradise, again with Julia Roberts in 2022. So. Yeah. Two tickets to paradise. <laughs> a couple of quick sliding doors. He auditioned for the role uh, five times for Ridley Scott for the role of JD in Thelma and Louise. The oh, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt which went to Brad Pitt. Wow. You can't see anyone but Brad Pitt. No, in once now. he's in it. I, th- I think Clooney, Clooney does a good job of that if he gets it. Yeah. But it, it is something that's iconic to Brad Pitt for now. Sure. Yeah. He also auditioned for the role of Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs, Radio. which was Michael Madsen. Oh, oh, he was okay. too good in that, Michael yeah. Madsen. Michael Madsen. The he, dance. You remember the dance? Yeah, it's the best like, ever. You can't beat that. No. Anyway, moving on. Brad Pitt. We talked about him before. He started on The Soap, Another World. Damo, was that one of your favourites growing up? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Didn't miss an episode. <laughs> but then he was also on Dallas. He had a role of Randy on Dallas in 87. I'm sure he was. And then obviously in Thelma and Louise, as we said, the river runs through it. Then he was in Contact. And then he hit True Romance. Legends of the Fall in 94 was probably the thing that Mate, there's propelled no, him. There's no better looking man ever yeah. than what he is in Legends <laughs> of the Fall. Yeah. With his long blonde Holy hair. Holy shit. Yeah. He's the loose cannon, though. He is loose. But then obviously Seven, which we've covered before, mm-hmm. 12 Monkeys, he's in Sleepers, Meet Joe Black. And I have I love Joe Black. Shit You, you movie. hate it? Yeah. Shit movie. I love it. It's oh, terrible. I love it. I watched, How many I watched times have you seen Meet Joe Black? Probably about four times, I reckon. You do love it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
but mate, he's been in so many movies. Like obviously the oceans, the oceans movies, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Inglorious Bastards, Moneyball, Fight fantastic Club. movie, Fight Club, The Big Short, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. There's tons of that. Them, that's yeah. probably that one of my favorites. That yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's excellent. It's well, such a good movie. He got an Oscar for that, Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, but, uh, great um, movie. But Leonardo in that is so good. Yeah, I really, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's a good movie. I think we've, I've told the story before on the podcast that I was really disappointed with that movie the first time I saw it because I was expecting something different. I yeah. was expecting this Charles It Manson is a different movie. story, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was nothing to do with that. And then the next time I watched it, side plot. the next time I watched it, I was like, I was invested in the Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio oh. story. That, fuck. His acting is. Oh, my the, God. And the little girl. The little girl. That, that scene with yeah. the little girl. It's so brilliant. Oh, God, he's good. Yeah. The scene when he beats up the guy outside the car. Oh, Bruce Lee. No, when oh, the guy that put the knife in his tyre. Yeah. That's awesome. I quite like that scene. Oh, yeah. But the Bruce yeah. Lee scene is good too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, with his hand. At Spawn <laughs> Ranch. Yeah. At Spawn Ranch. At the ranch, yeah. Up, yeah. Look, he was actually considered to be the lead role in The Matrix, which Keanu got. Mm. Which Very different if he's in it, I think. I think it's hard to see someone else in it once you've seen that. He could have done it movie. though. I think. I think he could yeah. have done it. There's not exactly a hell of a lot of acting going on in the Matrix by Keanu Reeves, but mm. he's it's iconic now. Yeah, it is. I just watched John Wick Four. Yeah. Oh yes, you said that. Fucking hell! Yeah, you said it's good, <laughs> mate. It goes for nearly three hours. What? It's, wow, it's monumental. But it's got ninjas in it, gal. Yeah, <laughs> love there it. You go, gal. Yeah. I'm all over that. You just said the magic words. I think that John Wick is a. Franchise that we're gonna cover, yeah. On born to watch, I'm happy with that. Yeah, they are very good. Continue. All right, let's jump on to Matt Damon. We haven't covered a Matt Damon. I really want to do the Martian. The Martian. I love the Martian. I'd love to do Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, you in my top ten hunting, aren't you? Yeah, but that's a cracking movie. Yeah, but look, Matt Damon's early roles in Mystic Pizza with Julia Roberts. That was her first breakout movie as well. He was in Geronimo in '93 with Gene Hackman and Robert Duvall and Jason Patrick. Courage Under Fire in 96. I think he lost like something like 40 a pounds to do that. He ended up with a real, uh, like a few health issues. Well, he played out. a methadone addict. Was yeah, like the guy addict? had alcohol. Yeah, yeah or something yeah, like I that. I think he was yeah. a drug addict, yeah. But uh, yeah, The Rainmaker and obviously Goodwill Hunting, as we said, he got an Oscar for that in 97. Saving Private Ryan, 98. Rounders in 98. Rounders good. The Talented Mr. Ripley in 99. And then Ocean's Eleven. So he's really hitting his peak there. And then obviously The Born Identity mm-hmm. comes out in 2002. And then Born Supremacy. All through those movies. Born so. movies are excellent. Yeah. Considering too, like I didn't think Matt Damon would be such a sort of spy type, kick butt type of guy. No, he's amazing. And the Born changed. It changed even James Bond. Well, it changed the landscape. It changed yeah. everything. Well, the way you they don't filmed have, You don't have Casino Royale, and you don't have that change of of style in the James Bond films without Born Identity. That's right. They I continue know. to be the yeah. the campy. Pierce Brosnan's yep. last couple and then it were got awful. Hardcore, yeah. and like the way that. they shot it, yeah, the way they put that together is so good. And the fight scenes, yeah, just yeah. crazy. The fights good. were just, yeah, realistic and like full on hits to the head. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. I, I watched, I watched the three of them not long ago. It's a tough role to play because he's playing someone who doesn't remember what he's doing. So it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, obviously he's in The Departed in two thousand and five as well as in Contagion, Interstellar, and most recently in Air. He was a dickhead in Departed and a dickhead in mm. Interstellar. He plays a yeah. dickhead too, pretty he well. Can do a yeah, dickhead. He can do he's, it, yeah. he's, he's a triple threat. Yeah. He's a triple threat. He's another Damo. I think <laughs> he modeled his life. He might have, yeah. One of the greatest dickheads ever. He's, I tell you he's what the I, poor man's Damo. I'll tell you what I watched again just recently was Contagion. Yeah. And the parallels and 
between that and obviously what we lived through mm, with COVID. Yeah, it's I, crazy. I, I refused to watch it during COVID because I thought, no, nah, we're living this. I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. It is an incredible. It is incredible. It's almost Simpsons like. It is with predicting how on the money. Jude it Law. Was. Jude Law is on the money. Yeah, mate. They all are. The whole yeah. thing about the slaughterhouse, the Asian chef, all the stuff that goes through and how it spreads and just the hysteria surrounding yeah. well, it. Well, that was a disease though that was pretty heavy duty compared to. COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was, that was a, but that still, was extinction event. Yeah, I know. It was like outbreak, sort of the thing with yeah, the monkey. It was. Yeah, well, Mutaba. Yeah. It was nowhere near oh, as yeah. harsh as Mutaba. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey couldn't survive Mutaba. No, he was sweating his tits off, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. 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 Wasn't good for Patrick Dempsey. Wasn't. He c- can't buy me vaccine. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> coming in soon. <laughs> but yeah, so Matt Damon, his wife, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck both worked as extras on Field of Dreams in 89. Both oh, uncredited. Really? Yeah. yeah, they're both on there. But Matt took some blades of grass home for his dad as a memento from the field. He probably bullshitted yeah. him. A couple of seasons ago, the MLB did the Field of Dreams game. Oh, with, that's right. They played the Yankees out. and the White Sox. I'm yep. pretty sure it was the Yankees and the White Sox. It was definitely the Yankees. Mate, I watched it live when they actually got the players to walk out of the cornfield. Yeah, I did they? I cried. I could not stop it. I fucking cried. It was one of the... If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and look up Field of Dreams game, Yankees. I'll have to check that out. And oh my God, when they play the music and the players come out of the corn, stop it. Mate, Field of Dreams is a real movie. It is a real movie. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) It is. Thank you, AG. It's a real movie. (laughs) Tongues at the heartstrings. It is is a pretty... Like when... What's his name? Moonlight or Archie? was it? Yeah, Moonlight. Archie Graham. Archie Archie Graham. When the kid fell off the... The grandstand. Grandstand, yeah. It was like, holy shit. That was such a heck of a moment in a movie. The whole thing's great. Yeah. I got to get home. Yep. We didn't invite you. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Just want to play catch with my dad. I cried at that too. (laughs) It's pretty full on, that movie. It's a great movie. Costner would have been slaying a thousand oh, women. That was Costner in his in prime. In 87, man. Yeah. Bull Durham. Oh, God. Field of Dreams. Yeah. Tin Cup. <laughs> Cup McAvoy. All right, Andy Garcia. He actually, his first break came as a gang member on the very first episode of Hill Street Blues. Oh, wow. I've been watching Hill Street Blues How good again? is it? Mate, it's the best it's theme unreal. in 80s. It's the yeah, best it's the theme best. in 80s television for sure. And I, and I love my 80s themes because I sing them a yeah, lot on the show. Yeah, yeah. But the song for Hill Street Blues is quality. Yeah, that slow song. It's cool. Oh, mate. I used to love watching that show. And then there was the Grouch. There was like the guy that was the Grouch. There was the Ren- 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 or something. Renko, Ren- Ren- yeah. But I, I, James I, I, B. Sicking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, he was the captain or the captain lieutenant. Captain Ferrillo. Captain Ferrillo. And, and Veronica and Veronica Hamill. Hamill. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the girlfriend. She was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. The songs for shows back then. Happy Days, Fame, Laverne and Shirley. Mate, they were better th- than the shows. I know. In some instances. The, pa- the Partridge Family. Oh, mate. mate Hang that, on, the, the, there's the a song that we're singing. Come on, get, get happy. happy. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're all good jingles. They're not jingles, mate. That's, well, that's, that's not littling them. Yeah, Fame was actually a song. Yeah. But anyway, so... Look, Baby, look it, at me. Irene Cara. I've I've done that karaoke a few times. I'm sure you have. With the performance. I'm sure you have. You would you would have Killed run the, the double leggings. Killed Surely. The, I've done the leg Surely warmers. Double, done yeah. the Leroy Headband. double leggings. Yep. You would have had the shorts over trackies leg warmers. Yeah. It's a yep. good look. Anyway, so look, Andy Garcia went from that into a movie called Eight Million Ways to Die in eighty six and that put him on the radar of Brian De Palma. 
and Brian De Palma cast him for The Untouchables. Yeah. So looks so good in that. And because he was a cocaine kingpin in Eight Million Ways to Die, they want him to be in the in a gangster role in that. And he said no. So he went for the role of the young. Yeah, he was straight out of the but, academy. But they liked him because he was the Italian guy. That's what they wanted him, but he didn't want to become no, another but, gangster. Yeah. But remember the scene where he's got the gun where he's on the ground? Yeah. Oh, in the train oh, station. Yeah. Take he's him. Like, got him. Yeah. Got him. Got him. Got the gun just holding the Take just him. So good. Awesome. Yeah. But one, yeah, of the, so one of the great scenes in cinema history, the pram going down the stairs. And it has been taken off by so many different shows along the line, yeah, long yeah. time, but it's so good. But yeah, look, after that, he was in Black Rain. Mate. Yeah. So underrated, Black Rain. Yeah. yeah. Ridley Scott, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah. Kate Capshaw. It's fucking amazing. And all I could think about is when this, when he's Benedict, and he goes, oh, he's learning Japanese, and he's very good at it. I go, of course he did. He's in Japan <laughs> in 87 <laughs> with Black Rain. But yeah, Internal Affairs in 1990, The Godfather Part 3. Hit movie. When a Man Loves a Woman in 94. Yeah, he's with Meg Ryan there. Yes. She plays an alcoholic. She's the alcoholic yeah. wife, yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, it's a really tough movie, brutal. yeah. But a great story, but yeah, tough movie, tough to watch. He's in The Mule in 2018, and he's got an upcoming role in The Expendables 4. Oh, wow, is wow. he? Wow. Yeah, It'd be so. interesting to see what he plays. Yeah. Yes. Mm. No details yet. I think he'll be the baddie. I reckon he would be the baddie too. He, he, I mean, look at him in this movie. Yeah. He's so good. He'll, he'll be the baddie. That, that yeah. He'll be the baddie for sure. But look, yeah, he turned down the role of Detective Mac Taylor in CSI New York. That's Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise's role. Yeah, turned that down. Gary um, yeah. All right, move on. Julia Roberts. Look, we've touched on Julia Roberts in the past. Yeah. She had her first big break in Mystic Pizza, but obviously prettiest, Pretty Woman in 1990, nominated for Best Leading Actress. Still Magnolias in 1989. Sleeping with the Enemy. Hook. The Pelican Brief. My Best Friend's Wedding. Obviously won Best Actress Oscar for Erin Brockovich. That was Soderbergh again. In, yeah, in 2000. I'm just going to move through. Like Instead of hitting anymore, we'll just yeah. move through. We've got yeah, Bernie awesome. Mac in there as well. Oh, Return of yeah. the Mac. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Bernie. Yeah, he was 2008. Mm. Yeah, he actually he starred in Soul Men with Isaac Hayes. And Isaac Hayes died on August 10th, 2008. And Bernie Mac died the day before that. Wow. On August Shit. 9th, 2008. Can you Isaac believe Isaac Hayes, chef from yes. South yeah. Park. Yeah. Yep. So two of them in, within two days. But he, his first role was in Mo Money in 92. But most well known for his show, The Bernie Mac Show. We did about 100 odd episodes mm. of that. He's a funny man. He's been in heaps of stuff. He's in Bad Santa. He's in heaps of things. He's excellent in this. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Really and I've role. got in my Good, the Bad, the Ugly, I've got this. So I'm going to ask this question right now. Is Ramon the best <laughs> fake name of all time? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Is it the best fake name Frank. of all time? Ramon. Oh they may God. as well call it White Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go to the table <laughs> dance for you? <laughs> Yeah, look, then Elliot Gould has a good part in this. Uh, he was. Let's talk Elliot Gould, though. Oh, please. Do. Exchange lifeguards. <laughs> well, <laughs> and with my dad. With your dad. Starring with, with my dad was in the, the boardroom. Now, in America, the show was called Wet and Wild Summer, but it was in Australia, it was Exchange, Exchange lifeguards. lifeguards. Julian McMahon, Christopher Atkins from oh, Blue yeah. Lagoon. Yes. Blue Lagoon, yeah. And Elliot Gould, yeah. So, yeah, my dad was in the boardroom with Elliot. Is there a better get up in all of cinema oh. than what he's in? Elliot Gould is. Could be my favourite person in this movie. He's he's so good. He is really good. Ruben. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good role. But he was in the original MASH movie. Yes, he was. He was, he was, he was Trapper, Trapper John. Yeah. Yeah, he was Trapper in the original movie, yep. but not in the series. He was in The Player in 92. He was in American History X. Yeah, yeah he plays he's, the boyfriend. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, he plays yeah. the boyfriend. The, the mum's boyfriend, yeah. yeah. And Obviously, everyone knows him from Friends as well. Yeah, he, he was, was Dad Geller. Monica, Monica, Monica Ross's, Ross's dad. dad. 
And he was in Contagion too, speaking of that. He was oh, he's in a shit Dr. ton of stuff. Oh, mate, he's in, he's in a bridge too far. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's, been, he's, in, he's oh, been around since the 50s. Yeah, yeah. He's been in lots of stuff. Yeah. Apart from that, there's some smaller roles. Obviously, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn. I think we touched on last week. They played the, the Malloy brothers, brothers yeah. which Owen and Luke Wilson were scheduled to play. That's right. And then they pulled out to do the Royal Tenenbaums. But if you look at Scott Kahn, if you look at a photo of his neck and his head, you think... This guy's a unit. Yeah, yeah. Just like I used to watch Rose Tattoo and Angry Anderson. I think, oh my God, look at this bald son three of a foot bitch. Eight. But, Yeah, I know. And then you pan out. Scott Kahn, because they always talk, call him the muscle and everything. Yeah. Tiny. He looks, like a, he looks like his head, his face, his jawline. He looks like Roger Ramjet. Yes. But he's five foot five. Yeah. yeah. He's He'd tiny. be the guy you just hold on top of the head. Yeah. And just let him take your swing. <laughs> and then get him tired and then just give him a little slap on the face. I know, but he's he's looks it's incredible how he does look like such a hard ass when yeah, he's he's far it's from the, it. the magic of cinema. It is, yeah. He was in he was a bag on that role. What was the Will Smith movie when he lost his oh, Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State. He was the, he was one of the, one of the cops chasing yeah. him as well in that. Yeah. But yeah, so look, and Carl Reiner in this movie as well. He's a comic genius. Yeah. Apparently, Andy Garcia said it was really hard to do all the scenes with him because he's so funny. And he said trying to keep a straight face when they're doing the scenes in the... Because yeah, he's not the, funny in this. No, he's got that straight no, role. He yeah. said it was quite hilarious trying to do it with him. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the gross. So this grossed... It was $183.4 million domestically, $267 million internationally for a total of $450 million on a yeah. budget of eighty-five. Pretty good. Big budget, but they had a lot Cast of stars budget. there. A lot yeah. of stars, they all took a cut. A lot of them took a cut in this to get the cast that they had in the yeah, movie. Right. And, I mean, it's obviously there's a big budget too because they were on set, on site at the Bellagio. Did you read the story about George Clooney sending the offer to Julie Roberts? Yes, yes, yeah. That's funny. So George Clooney sent an offer to Julie Roberts and sent the script with a $20 note attached to it and said, I hear you, take, I hear you work for 20 now. You get 20, <laughs> now, 20 a movie now. Because he she was on 20 million. Yeah. A movie, and he sent her a twenty dollar note. Fair call, yeah, very funny. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but it, look at four hundred and fifty million. That uh, that brought it into number five for the year. It was so a big year this year. Like there was, was a some gigantic films. year. So critic wise, in Oscar wise, best picture or a beautiful mind won four awards, including best picture, best actress for, sorry, best director for Ron Howard. And one of Denzel Washington was best actor for Training Day, and Halle Berry was best actress for Monsters Ball. Best and known, best known for what demo this year? You will tell me what this ha- is. Probably your Halle hit Berry. of the year. I don't know. Two thousand one, best known for what movie? It's probably your hit of the year. I think. My hit's different. Okay, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings came out. Yeah, but that's not my. That is my hit. But it's not my hit for today. Okay. I'll tell you, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was the number one movie at 965 million. Lord of the Rings, 891 million. Monsters, Inc., 560 million. And then Shrek at 491. So that rounds up the top five with Ocean's Eleven. So Ocean's Eleven was right up there. Yeah. I mean, it's only five, half the money. Five franchises. Yep. This is the start, I think. Early 2000s is the start of mega franchises yep. taking over the world. Yeah. It's true. There's another few good movies. There. American Pie 2 came out this year. Another franchise. franchise. Yeah. yeah. Tomb Raider, Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Bridget Jones' Diary is another one. Another franchise. Another franchise. Fast and the Furious. Another franchise. A lot of yeah, franchises. It's, all fr- it's, it's, it's the start. starting. It's yeah. the start. Yeah, so anyway, let's move on. Okay, Hit Sleeper Dud 2001. Now, we've talked about the top whatever movies, but I've got outside the top 20 for my hit of the year. 
Black Hawk Down. Oh, I love it. It is such a good movie. Story of 160 elite US soldiers who dropped into Mogadishu in October 1993 to capture two top lieutenants of a renegade warlord. Found themselves in a desperate battle with a large force of heavily armed Somalis. Ridley Scott directs this. It is one of the best directed films it's ever. Awesome. Yep. It's got an all-star cast. This is like the yep. Band of Brothers again, where it's like Tom Hardy, yep. Josh Hartnett, Tom Sizemore, Eric Banner, Tom Sizemore, Eric, Banner. Eric, Banner. Eric Banner's great. Ewan McGregor. You know, it's just got such a Orlando cast. Bloom. Yeah. yeah. For about five minutes. Yeah. But the action in this movie is next oh, level. Unbelievable. I think it's Such the realism. The way they oh, did this is one of those first raw, movies where it's man, super yeah. real and you just feel like you're in that space it's and, it's, and it's full on. It's and it's gritty and, and terrifying. Mate, people die. Yeah. Like the heroes die. Like, you yeah. don't see that very often. Yeah. And it blows me away. Like soldiers. They blow me away. This, no pun intended. I could not do that. Oh shit, I know. I could. I'm, they run... At bullets. It's like they shoot three bullets and they go, run. I'm yeah. like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm hunkering down here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Even Nikolai Walder Costell. Yes, when he's he, in When it. him and his yeah. mate. When they're in the They said, the we're just going to get out. We're going to get out. We're oh. going to protect this. Just us yeah. two. Us two. Yeah. And there was hundreds around him. Yeah. It's, like, it's full on, yeah. man. It's a great what a movie. movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. movie. Look, if we had a production meeting beforehand, we could talk. Because <laughs> yeah, I had that as mine as well. <laughs> well did you? So, I, yeah, I, 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 actually wrote, I, like, I thought about it, but I did, thought, no, I'll do okay. something else. Don't <laughs> what's your one? Mate, I've gone for Mulholland Drive oh, wow. by David Lynch. That's only because of the Lezo scene. With that Naomi is what? Yeah, and <laughs> Laura uh, Herring. Uh, that, Naomi Watts should have got the Academy Award that year. That was the most phenomenal acting I think I've ever seen. Still is to this day. And the movie is, I still don't understand it. No, it's David Lynch. Exactly, but I've cheated and I've looked it up to understand. I do get it now, but but watching it, I, I like it. Eighty percent of the movie is dream, twenty percent is real, basically. But it, the Lezo scene real or dream? No, that's dream as well. Oh no, that is that particular scene. Actually, it could be either or. Actually, no, I think it's no, still it was, part of the just dream. Just because it was your dream, yeah. But that is, and that scene is so good. But holy crap, I love my Holland Drive. Yeah, it's out there. How many times have you seen it? Probably about four. Okay. Wow. Okay. Pretty big. Okay. Sleeper. 2001 Sleeper. The Last Castle. A court-martial general rallies around 1,200 inmates to rise against a corrupt and sadistic warden. Robert Redford. James yeah. Gandolfini. Yep. The car- Mark Ruffalo. Quality. Gandolfini's the warden. He's the warden. Yeah, so that's right. Robert Redford is the good general, and he's revered within... The jail, obviously, because who he is. And Gandolfini is just a cockhead yes, who just yeah. wants to be known as being the best. But he's never served time. He's just a – he's a prison general. And there's he's got nothing – he's never served any – been in any wars. He's never done anything. And that annoys him. So it's a real battle of wills. Yeah. It's so good. I haven't seen that. I think oh, I saw it when it came out. I don't think, I think so I've seen good. it once, but I remember it being really It's good. really worth watching. Yeah. It's really good. Okay, Gal, what do you got? There's no surprise to this one, <laughs> but it's behind enemy lines. Oh, <laughs> we talked about this last yes. week. Of course we did. Yeah. But look, Gene Hackman, Owen Wilson, it's a great flick. It's awesome. What about when he has to hide in the dead bodies in the trench? Yeah, yeah. When he, yeah, when he's, they're, and they're when they're chasing him and they've got the body, the body heat, and then he hides under, to all, hide the, under oh, all the bodies. Fuck. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Great that whole movie. chase down through the mountains is great, and they he knows they're going to leave him out there. It's just a Johnny Bull, big on, big made on, a big yeah. comment saying. 
good call, Gow. Yeah. From behind enemy lines, he's yep. big on it. Johnny it's Gould going to be covered. Said, he would have said awesomeness. Yes, he would have. He did say awesomeness. Yeah. That's what he does. He's that tattooed on his bum hole. Oh. <laughs> it's like awesome. No, it's around his bum hole. Just <laughs> yeah. says awesomeness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Demo. That's nice. Sleeper. <laughs> I've I've gone through one that I love this movie. It's haunting. It's not it's like a horror, scary, not blood and guts. It's hauntingly spooky movie. The others. Oh, it's a great yeah. movie. With Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yes. I think it's such a good movie. The twist is great. The twi- that's yeah. it. If you've seen it once, you'll know then. But it's such a clever, clever movie. And holy crap, it's spooky. It is spooky. really is. Really spooky it's, movie. It's like The Ring in that sense where it keeps you going right to the end, doesn't it? When yeah. you don't know. Or, you just or have The Sixth Sense where you're sort it, of... It is it very similar to that. It drags you yeah. along and you're like, oh... Yes, and Bang. then at the end, that is holy crap. That's what is, I love it. It's an awesome movie. Great movie. Yeah, it good is a really good movie. Good choice. My dud, 2001 dud for the year Vanilla Sky. <laughs> okay. Tom Cruise. A self indulgent and vain publishing magnate finds his privileged life upended after a vehicular accident with a resentful lover. Vehicular? Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Cameron Crowe directs it. This bad. This is a bad movie. I, wa- I watched it the first time, didn't get it. Watched it a second time, didn't get it, quit. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. It's seriously, it says here, a self-indulgent, the film self-indulgent. It really is. Yeah. I've never watched it. Morgs would like it. Never watched it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in a Morgs top five. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. This would take on Wake and Fright. <laughs> Wake and Fright's a good film, though. It's fucking scary, but it's a good film. All right. Yeah, what do you got? Mine is a Rob Schneider classic, The Animal. The Animal. Oh, oh yeah. God. After receiving organ transplants from various animal donors, a man finds himself taking on the traits of those animals. Look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not medically trained. Why multiple animals? Like, wouldn't they go, okay, there's a pig. Let's just take all the organs from the pig. But instead, he gets different organs from different animals. Like that's the that's comedy animal, <laughs> supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, look. Oh, it's shit house. He can make some good movies, and this is one of those he, ones that doesn't hit the mark. He's made some pearls for that, yeah. yeah. Damo's a big I'll European gigolo. I love both both Juice Bigelows. Yeah. I love them both. Yeah. What um, do you got, Damo, for your dad? Pearl Harbor. Oh. Yeah. It was rubbish. It was just, oh, my God. It just cringy. I've got to say, though. Yeah, schmaltzy. There's some amazing footy. The, the bomb the, There's some amazing yep. scenes in that yep. film. The underlying love story annoyed the shit out of me. In fact, real bad. Yeah, I know. Kate Beckinsale in that movie is in the three most beautiful she, human beings ever born. She is a good sort. Oh, my God. Mate, it was a blockbuster. It was made as a blockbuster, blockbuster. to Michael make money. It's it's, yeah. And to, they underpin a love story into into a historically significant I'll event. T- I'll, it's tell just, you, yeah, it's I'll tell you a story about Pearl Harbor. So this is back in the early days when DVDs and stuff were hard to come by. And on eBay, it was on some website, I bought a copy of Pearl Harbor before it was even released at the cinema. And it was a shitty copy. It'd be a Balinese, but It was a shitty, it was know, even worse than it was, it. it was a cam, it was not a great copy, yeah. but it was came in all the proper, like it was a proper DVD. It cost me like 50 bucks. And I was like, fuck it, I'll roll the dice. So, I got it. I watched about five minutes, and I go, I'm not going to ruin the movie by watching it's crappy. this. Yep. So, I then tried to sell it on eBay. And I got a letter 
from whoever the production oh, house. Oh my god! Right. I got this, this like a fifty-page letter threatening to sue the shit out of me <laughs> if I tried to sell the movie and continue to sell the movie online. And so I had to take it down. My god! Yeah, and then I think that story. Scared Morgs forever. Morgs has never downloaded anything online <laughs> yeah. because of that. I got a couple Fair of those enough. cease yeah. and desist letters all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Bloody hell. That's it. Big time criminal. Hit. Let's me. Hit sleeper. I could be Ocean's 12. Yeah. Ocean's, only Ocean's need, 1. I'd only need 8 One people. One bloke in Pearl Harbor. I'd only need 8 people to do my heist. Yeah. Okay, question time. First day out of jail... Is it the best time to be starting the biggest heist of all time? Would you just crack on? Perfect time. Yep. Because no, under like the radar, I expect it. Oh, it, my wife's not going to leave me again. No, that's right. He's driven by that, which is a good well, change just, in the plot. That, that he's out of jail now. I'm getting that. I'm getting Terry Benedict. That's a nice little reveal. Yeah. I think that's a nice little reveal in the movie because then you start to question the motives, and obviously the motives yeah. by the end of the movie. But again, everything needs to work exactly correctly for it all to play out. Yes, no, it is a bit odd the first day out. Don't leave the state and he's out He's out there straight Man, away. He's, he's in Vegas before you he know calls it. calls in his, his parole. Yeah. Don't. And he Are said, you no, drinking? No, I'm not drinking. Yeah, you won't leave the state? No, <laughs> no problems. And then he just flies around the country. He's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. He's drinking yeah. a whiskey in Vegas as yeah. he talks to him. Yeah. Okay. Should Rusty weigh 150 kilos? Brad Rust. Pitt. Oh. Should he yeah, weigh 150 the, the kilos? The amount of food. That he, he only eats small amounts. Mate. I was reading in the thing that the scene where... Julie Roberts walks down. Yeah, and he's having his prawns. He ate 40 prawns. Because yeah. <laughs> so, they had to do that many takes. So that was his idea to have it on there because he said a guy like that's doing heists that's bouncing around everywhere wouldn't have time to sit down and have square meals. So yep. he said he should be a guy that's always having a snack. That Run was one away. of his ploys. And yeah. it was like, yeah. He never finishes anything either. No, no he doesn't. Like, at the, end, at the, the end, end, he pissed me off. But I was yeah. like, did he only just buy that? Yeah, exactly. There's no way. There was no, there's no hamburger joint near the jail. Dale, I was like, <laughs> what, what, I couldn't and, get it. Yeah. Hold on. He didn't finish the hamburger. Where were his chips? Because he couldn't have the chips before the burger. <laughs> Maybe he was a chip first guy. He probably, Maybe yeah, Charlie. Maybe, did he? Well, Maybe he's yeah. Charlie. He might be. But he had one bite out of the hey, hamburger. Hey, he might be Charlie's dad. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You've cracked the case. Holmes. <laughs> elementary, gal. Yeah, yes. Elementary. Elementary. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Tess. She's very forgiving and comes around very quickly. Mm, yes. She's on board. Because... She hated his guts. Yeah. She really hated Danny's guts. But she, oh, I don't think she did. I think she was mad at him oh. for getting pinched. Because so he said to her, long. when I went to get the cigarettes, I went out and I never came back. Yeah, I think she was mad at him. But, but she, she still, still, still loved him. She must have loved him. him. Yeah. Yeah, but, but she says in that scene, she says, does he make you happy? She says, he doesn't. He make me laugh. Doesn't make me laugh. Yeah. It does make me cry. Sorry, it doesn't make he me doesn't cry. Make me yeah. cry. Does he make you laugh? No, he doesn't yeah. make me cry. And that's the whole thing. No, I'm settling for this. So then 12 hours later... Yeah, yeah. But she watched the video. She watched the uh, video the where he goes, I'll take the money, not the bird. Yeah, that's right. But is that enough to make her go back yep. to the ex? Yeah. Wow. Obviously. Is that all it takes? Y- yes. She loved the wild side. Yes, that's all it Loved took. it. She didn't look like it. Very good timing too to have her go upstairs and turn your TV on. The timing even better. The doors open of the elevator and Terry Benedict standing there. <laughs> also, she then goes to find Danny being taken away by the cops out the front of the Bellagio. Yes. So the timing's great. Yeah. No, down, down to the second. in this movie is like to the letter. Yeah. Everything. That's it. The good, 
the bad and the ugly. Damo, what you got for good? I actually liked the card game at the beginning. Oh, it's the best part of the movie, yes. I think. Where they were practicing Topher Grace. for Molly's game. Yeah, it must have been that sort of yeah, style sure. thing. So I had all Shane West and Topher Grace and Holly Marie Coombs and yeah. Josh Jackson from Dawson's Creek. So yeah. I had all the 90s charmed. He was he was teaching them how real dickheads. Yeah, yeah, actual real people playing themselves. Yeah. I, that I did. I really like that. What about all reds? That is in my quotes. <laughs> oh, that's that's the, best. the best line in the whole movie. Wait. Oh my god! I <laughs> yeah, but the way he was so confident, how yeah. he just and Josh and then, Jackson had a three pairs. Yeah, he had three pairs. So he had six cards. They were, <laughs> Wait, he I'll was, take four. You don't want four. <laughs> yeah. You want to fold. Is that good? That, it was so good. He was cold decking Teen Beat cover boys. Oh, that was funny. That's what he's doing. He's cold decking them. <laughs> that was. Oh, so is that what funny. it was called? That, yeah. That's what Pitt says to him in right. his when he does a speech to him. Yeah, yeah. Cold decking Teen Beat cover boys. The charm girl was in there too, but but also when they walked out the front and all the fans swarmed Topher Grace, just while Clooney and Brad Pitt walked yeah, past yeah. and they ignored those yeah, two. I know. It's, 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 quite meta. Funny. it's quite meta. It's like it, it's taking the piss out of it's themselves. A, it's a good it's little great. touch that I like. That. It's excellent. Yep, and I think just obviously the cast yes. getting them all together. But but for me, Andy Garcia and Elliot Gould were my two favourites in the movie. I, oh, I, I knew I, you'd be a. Benedict fan. Yeah. I knew you would be. So I always like the baddies. And there was a bit of a Chekhov's skill in it. The remote control car came back later on in the movie, mm. which was... It was. Yeah, which was well done. Yeah. G-Man? Look, I really... I loved the... We talked about the soundtrack. I really loved the old soundtrack, the jazz and blues R- music. Jazz, in it because yeah. obviously the 1960 version has Frank Sinatra... As, yep. Sammy as Davis. Billy Ocean and Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin and the whole cast of them. Yeah, the original Rat Pack. The original. And, but that, to me, that, that music, all the, there's Perry Como, there's Elvis, there's Liberace, and all that thumping bass music goes, takes you back in time. It, and it, it crosses to me the, gives the you 60s to the 2000 feel. Yeah, you're right. It's a bit, and of, it's a also, bit of a bridge. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a bridge back to the original, and it also just, and it ties into Vegas too. Like it just, I thought that really set the scene. Yep. Some of that music, the, the thumping guitar and stuff like that. So, really enjoyed that. Because it has that modern plot line, like a really intricate modern plot line with some Mission old Impossible. music, so it yeah. takes it back. I really liked the interaction between George Clooney and Brad Pitt. I think they really oh, they're the bounced star- off to each me, other they're the well. stars of the show. And they, you can tell that's just the start of their bromance <laughs> because they, I think Steven Soderbergh got them to spend a lot of time together to, to build up all the actors, to build yeah. up this camaraderie, yeah. and they got on really well, and you can tell. And yeah. just the way they bounce off each other, but in general the way that, that George Clooney works in this movie is so good even when he's talking to Tess how understated is he like, yeah he's, he's just he's just a smouldering yeah. hot you hero can understand why I had my Clooney moment oh right? mate oh yeah he's, he's at the top of his game but yeah that, that <laughs> were mine okay uh, look I've got ensemble cast incredible everyone seems to get their little piece of the pie which yep. is very difficult to do again Clooney and Pitt standouts the card game scene <laughs> I really liked Elliot Gould I thought he was incredible yeah I particularly enjoyed the three most successful robberies in Vegas. Oh, the, the little montage. When they goes back and he says, this guy smelled fresh air. Yeah. That's really cool, just to show how impossible yep. this was. Yeah. And also, again, Ramon. <laughs> There's no better fake name in the history of cinema. Ramon. It's so good. Yeah. It is good. <laughs> so good. I'll tell you the other two I liked between each other was the Malloy brothers. I thought they went really... They annoyed me. Oh, they annoyed I, me a bit. They were brothers. Yeah, they but I, like, I just like the way they were fighting annoying. with each other. Yeah. And even oh, yeah. when, and when they had the setup fights too, like, who you calling Bud, pal? Who you calling pal, friend? Boy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see why Matt Damon had to leave the car. 
the van. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you're leaving with him. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Why was he even there? Yes. Like, why was he even there? Okay, bad. We'll start with you, G-Man. What do you got for bad? Look, my bad was, there's a couple of them that scenes that don't really make sense. When Danny's getting beaten up by a bruiser. Yeah. And he hits him in the first time and he goes, no, not now. And he goes, sorry, mate, how's your wife? She's pregnant again. All that happens. But then later on when he is punching him, you can hear every sound outside the door and the two security guards are standing there. And all, ever since I saw first, I was like, why does none of them know? And then for 25 minutes or yeah. whatever he's in And there. he's in there for a long time because yeah, he goes through the roof and yeah. no one comes back into the room. And a lot of the plot hinges on, on that. that. Yes, yes. So what Anything if he start happened. getting robbed? What if Terry Benedict says... Danny Ocean's got something to do with this. Bring him to me. Yes. Anything like that. Yes. It's, no, it all no. goes. No, it, it's so I just found that really hard. I, but they can hear every sound. And then he's in there on his own, <laughs> beating up the walls. Yeah. Yes. It just was a very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was mine. There's a couple things. like There was another one where the casino manager's in the two scenes at once. Yes. Where you see him with, with Saul, and then you see him with the other guys when he walks out with Terry Benedict. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's a couple of little things. Yeah. Don't I? Yep. I've got a few. I'm not going to talk about Don Cheadle, because I think you probably yeah. might. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> but you're right. Like, in boxing terms, this is like a 50-punch combination. And it relied on other people doing things. So what I mean is put this briefcase in the vault. Like, somebody else, not even part of the 11, have to actually do things. Will the little Chinese gold in the vault? These other blokes have to do it. They're relying on Bernie Mac to get a job there. Yeah. Transfer. Transfer. They had bronchitis, mate. And they're relying on Andy Garcia not having someone in HR that would actually handle that sort of situation with Bernie Mac, which really didn't make sense. Obviously, the thing getting beaten up, but Saul's job was irrelevant. As soon as the little Chinese guy got out of the crate, he opened the briefcase and put the things in his pocket. He could have had him in his pocket to go in there. Why the hell did they need to get... No, because he's got, he also is the... Before he did his flip, he opened the briefcase no, but he, and put the, him in his pocket. Now, I understand that, but they're irrelevant, but he is the diversion. The diversion, but he could have done a diversion. And I also think that he's also... Is his role to keep Terry Benedict preoccupied well, t- a bit? T- Terry wasn't there then, because then you had Matt Damon there. No, talking but the whole time. To keep, yeah, you're right. He's, sort of, in, he's in there a, to annoy Terry yeah, Benedict and keep him yeah, out of the loop. If, if Terry Benedict says... I don't have time to deal with this. I'm going to put you under my underlings. Then he's gone. Yeah. He could have easily said, I don't. I know you're a high roller, but he could have palmed exactly. someone else. And that, that would have taken the whole thing but Terry out. Benedict just had to get, put that briefcase in his vault for no reason, really. Oh, yeah, I'll do it for you. Get stuffed. Yeah. Like, he was too trusting. But also, uh, Matt Damon, he had to pickpocket Terry Benedict at the end. Yeah. It, it was yeah. that whole thing for Bernie Mac getting a job. This, it's like, what if he didn't get the pickpocket clean? Yeah. No, he was an expert. It's, Linus was an expert. Yeah. So I just found... We talk about how slick they spoke and how slick they acted, but the actual part of it was really not slick. And the lack of stealth. So the brothers were all this big show when they walked in with Saul, like they were the security guards. Then those exact same brothers were having a massive argument about the balloons on the roof. The delivery guys. Then those same brothers were then dragging out that guy that recognised Saul. Then those same two people were having an argument because they forgot. Well, the then, security they, then they, they still were the guys that walked in with the dinner, like with the service suits so, on, but then they left them in the lift. So here's the point getting to me is that if Terry Benedict's such an evil guy and he's got cameras all through that place, those two blokes he out. sees them so many times and he's got their face and he's got Brad Pitt when Brad Pitt rings him because he knows he's in the casino. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so after they leave, they go, they all get away, but he's got their guys' faces. He knows who these there. people are. Like he's going to be able to find them, surely. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of, I just found there was yeah, just lots of little holes, and those the brothers reminded me of weddings, 
wedding crashes where they're hiding in plain sight. They're doing yeah. speeches. Yeah. They're doing yeah. this. They're having a massive arguments. How apt, Damo? It, like, it was it like was, was Owen Wilson. There was no stealth, and it needs to be stealth in a yeah. heisty movie. I felt. Yeah. Look, I've got exactly the same. Everything has got to be perfect, and nothing goes wrong. Like the only thing that goes wrong is the where they have the to pinch. get the pinch. Yeah. So that's he the only thing hand. that goes wrong. Yeah. Nothing really goes wrong. Sure, the Chen or whatever his name is hurts his hand, but yeah. I, I do like it. It goes wrong when they go to blast the doors. He's going, "Don't blast the door! Don't blast the doors!" Yeah. And then the delay of that actually yeah. saves him. Yeah, it does. It's funny. I like that little yeah. bit in it. I've already mentioned the most honourable and nicest criminals ever assembled. <laughs> like th- these guys might as well be superheroes. They're yeah. that nice, right? Yeah, it, it's a bit. They should too have been much. saving lives in there. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. I've gotten the Malloy brothers annoyed me a bit, but I get your bit, gear. Okay, this was so close to being my ugly. Wait, that's my husband. At the end of the movie, oh, when Tess right. is running after Danny. Yeah. Wait, that's my <laughs> husband. Shut up. So she was angry at him for getting pinched for going to jail for four years and leaving her, and then do you think he comes back into her life and for no, no, two but, days. But hang on. Do you think it's going to need to do with the $13.6 million yeah, 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 skyrocket? Yeah. 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 Well, but Terry Benedict had, mate, he was worth heaps. No, he, but not he 13. Worth heaps. No, but he ditched it because he saw the video he, then. Yeah. yeah. He, but so he so was oh, done. I'll just go from that. She's a star fucker. <laughs> Test the star fucker. <laughs> she, she turned pretty quickly. Yeah. Fuck. Give me a break. <laughs> Wait, that's my husband. Okay, ugly. Anyone got anything for ugly? Oh, I've covered every everything in there. Okay, I think. No, I'd probably go over. Like I said, the whole movie was about being oh. slick, outsmarting, beating the system. And at the conclusion, I thought the conclusion would be something like a Shawshank Redemption or Inside Man or one of those shows where you just or the Sting. You go, oh, all the pieces fit together. It all lines up. I look at this and I think, how the hell did that line up? I just I don't see it. To me, there's too many holes, too many head scratches. Who took the pamphlets into the safe? Because no one does. And all of a sudden, you've got pamphlets in the safe. you got heaps of them. But and if, how, what if one cop had to turn up at the front where the SWAT car was sitting? Exactly. You know, but if you steal an EMP, if it can do that, yeah. If and if it's... Oh, they've just... And Brad Pitt got Don Cheadle. It blew up the cop cars. This is like full terrorism. Yeah. And it is... It is so, let's steal this EMP. Like It's like almost like stealing a nuclear bomb. I, and no one gives a shit. I yeah. think you have to take it... You a do. bit like Bond, and then you just have to let it ride as a good running I, I think show because th- you can't. You, yeah. I thought about it too much. This movie, I think that's where I went wrong. Because yeah, I started, yeah, you have to let yeah. it slide. Got to just do. let it I be know. a good and fun I did. ride. And I started thinking about because I, I, when I look at Shawshank Redemption, of how perfect it lines up at the end, I just and that's what I was thinking. This thing made out. It talked the talk. It was going to do this. It didn't line up like that. It was like, oh, that's so clunky. You needed there's that too many to work. Moving, that to there's the, too many moving parts. So many moving parts. Yeah. Okay, I, my one ugly, which is going to go into film school for F-wits, is Don Cheadle's accent. Yes. That's we'll, what we'll I talk about. say that, that. Yeah. Okay. It's irrelevant to the yeah. plot. It is completely irrelevant. Completely irrelevant to the plot. And it's terrible. It's, His accent is so bad that for the second movie, Don Cheadle wanted to change the accent. Oh, but he actually apologised. He apologised. He apologised. To something different, but they wouldn't let him. So, I don't understand. Again, this was a choice. This wasn't something that had to happen. They could have. It was all, his. It was a choice. choice. It was a character choice. Now we'll talk a little bit. I'm sure and listen to this about Don Cheadle a bit further. If someone's got, I've got something on Don Cheadle as well, which may show a little window into Don Cheadle. 
I just had a little bad. Was I was trying to figure out the backstory of Elliot Gould and where he sits and all that because when they do the demolition of the of his old hotel, he's in the second row, so he's obviously quite important in. And we know that around town. Yes. But then he's trying to rip off Terry Bennett, who he's already said is you know, not the guy you want to mess with. So No, but he stole his casino. Oh, and then, that's so right. It was supposed too, to be right. his casino. And they blew it up. And it was supposed to be, yeah. So it was supposed to be he, him. So he was that, and that's why they knew that we'll get him. As soon as we mentioned Terry Benedict, yeah, he's we'll going to get him. Shoot on him. But that's yeah. Terry Benedict's so he, casinos. He, the fun, he had to buy all the Mission Impossible gadgets for them. He to, did. Um, it was his money. Yeah, that's right. Because they, they must have spent some dough on that shit. I shudder to think what the funding costs for this. And it's not a. It definitely is not a freaking straight build the safe. Split. And they were like they spent two weeks in the hotels. Two, all of them in those. It's seven thousand bucks a yeah. night. <laughs> they also they is. also completed this whole thing in two weeks because the fight yeah. night was two weeks. So I said yeah. that's a lot to go on. Yeah. Demos, quick fire. Yes, I'm going to jump in for morgues and I'll do the uh, the quick fire this week. And I'll start with the first one. The I hope I get these all right. The that's not a knife. The scene or scenes that have popped over into popular culture. culture. Is there anything? I just think the name Ocean's Eleven is almost in itself pop. People just you quote it. You just go, oh, it's Ocean Eleven sort of thing. It's such a well-known name. But other than that, I can't think of too many specific things. Wow. So are you salt and pepper, salt and pepper. Do the Clooney, the Clooney. <laughs> the head for you, no. but anybody you know, you got the Clooney. That comes out of some of those movies that he's done around that time. That's when it was the Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else. Not really, much else. Nothing no. really bumps out no. from there. Okay, so the Philip Stuckey Award for the biggest douche nozzle. Yes. And uh, who who have you got, Gal? No, does anyone really stick out as a really bad Benedict? Benedict. Benedict. Oh, but yeah. they they're taking him on. He doesn't. He's still a dick. He's yeah. the baddie. Yeah. He's, a di- he's the baddie. But yeah. But, but I could say I'm, the Malloy brothers. You could, yeah. but they're not. See, they're not really. They're just annoying. They're not really well terrible I, people. Yeah, 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 no, they're not. No, but I would say Scott Khan because just like when he drove over oh, yeah, the, the little car, yeah. like I was thinking, what a dick. Yeah, that was that's uh, his brother though. Yeah, that's it? right, his brother. But still, like to actually drive over it. Yeah, I auto- automatically went, yeah, you're Scott Khan, you bloody mean-looking thug, midget, tiny guy. Yeah, yeah, mini, mini me. Rightio, so the Jennifer Jason Lee from Backdraft or the cast of Caddyshack for people that thought they were in a different movie, Whitey? I think everyone's pretty good in this. I think that possibly the two thugs, oh, the, Benedict's uh, two Benedict's thugs, Benchman. think they're in Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> they think they're in Goodfellas. They don't look like they could beat an egg, those guys. They'd throw three punches and be going for the puffer, <laughs> asthma puffer. Why did they need the two of them to then get the other guy to come That's in when right, there's those yes. two? Like, the, why didn't they just do the, the job? The heavies hide the heavy. Yeah. 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 Bit, could you say like Don Cheadle too might have thought he was in bloody Malian or something with his English accent or yeah. Oliver <laughs> that was out of control yeah. yeah apart from that I don't think there's anyone that's really out of place yeah okay so the Ripley running which is changed to the Kim Mills from Taken for poor sporting prowess does anyone have anyone I've got the fake thug in the room with Danny oh the big guy yeah. the big yeah. bruiser or whatever he looks like he couldn't Break yeah. wind. He looks like, what's his name from the Goonies? He does look like Sloth. Sloth. He does look like Sloth. And I've got to say, the boxing fight, and I know these two are actually two legitimate professional boxers, they don't even look like they are doing <laughs> anything yeah. in the ring before the blackout. Oh, yeah. It's like Lennox Lewis is just... And then and then after the blackout too, they just try yeah. to jump over each <laughs> other and <laughs> tap each other. And Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. yeah. What, but you got, oh, I get the obvious one, like the card players. Oh, funny, that <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> so good. I got all reds. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, but I, actually, it's funny to think, yeah, that Lennox Lewis bloke, how the hell could he throw a punch? Yeah. Uh, he, he, do you remember the punch that Ron Burgundy threw to Greg Kinnear in Anchorman 2? Oh. And, he, and Greg Kinnear dodged it. It was like the worst. Yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, Lennox Lewis, that, that's his type of punch. Yeah, it was bad. Only the uh, world champion at the time. Well, now this is uh, Whitey's Brad Pitt. Now, this is going to be very... Oh, this no, is, hang on. Robot Sentries? Oh, you want to, Oh, that's... Okay, I do have it on here. So you want to do it in order. Okay, Robot Sentries, an additional scene. I have nothing. I just want oh, to Oh, there you go, it. for God's sake. I was going to... Yeah. Yeah. I, we don't need any more of this no. movie. The, yeah. that, the movie, the start of it, actually plays out a little bit long for me in the setup of it. Yeah. They could, could have cut it a little bit. But then there's a lot to get through. It's an intricate I think plot. it's the middle act that drags, Yeah, to be honest. They did do a hell of a lot of just... That first two weeks to know everyone's movements. I want everyone's names. I want everyone's... This. Surely you can't get all that information just by visiting the casino a couple of times. Okay, then. Here we go. This is what we've been waiting for. What is Brad Pitt? So this is what... Like, Morgs is always coming up with the euphemism here, something about cucumber patches or yep. something about fish and trout and whatever. I came up with my own euphemism. This will be good. If you had to put someone away using your dick... <laughs> okay. Do you get it? It's because yeah, it's got this sexual sort of overtone, it. and yeah. it's a little bit hidden. Yeah, but if you had yeah. to have vaginal sex or <laughs> penetrate penetrative sex yeah. with someone in this movie, who, who would it be? be? Yeah, it's hard because I'm right. I'm deep. It's definitely hard. I'm definitely. Hard. I'm deep in the Clooney phase here, mate. If this was you 2001, are, you you deep in the Clooney. I'm deep phase. in the Clooney yeah. phase. So it's very difficult. Brad Pitt <laughs> is a damn fine looking human being. I'm not digging Julia Roberts. No. I'm not big on the Julia Roberts. If you said that I couldn't, it couldn't be same-sex marriage or same-sex, I'm going Charmaine from The Crazy Horse too. Oh, was that the stripper? <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's a great sort. <laughs> Ask yourself. And, and, a, mum, and a mum's working. Oh, yeah. I'd have seen and the, the mum. mum. Yeah. Three way with Charmaine and the mum. There's not really many female roles apart from... No, she's, it's Smurfette again. It's, 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 yeah, it's Smurfette. Yeah. It's it really is. Princess Leia. Yeah. No one yeah. else. Yeah. So, I, I'm look, any of those three. You know, when, I was, when, I, was looking, when I was looking at the guys, <laughs> myself, and I was thinking... Rock you got Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, yeah, Angry Anderson. I think Andy Garcia was the most handsome man in this movie. I'll, I do. Get out of town. I really do. He was, okay, he's very I, slick. I, he's very I slick think, in yeah, this. Get, yeah. He looks like Rocco Media, no, the uh, golfer. <laughs> well, I was thinking Andy Garcia, mate, he's just got this European sort You're of telling, style. Hang on yep. a minute. Yep. Hang, this could be the hottest take yeah. on Born to Watch yeah. of all time. That's right. You're telling Controversial. me. You're telling me. In this movie. You think in this movie yes. that Andy Garcia. Is the best looking male. Is the best looking man above George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. And Brad Pitt. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Brad Pitt's hair in this was the worst I've seen it. With the, with oh, with the, the, white, the, tips. With the white tips. Yeah. It just didn't look good. And Clooney, yeah, but no, I just... The straightness of Andy Garcia's nose is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There's nothing straighter. You know what they say about straight noses. <laughs> yeah. Straight nostrils. <laughs> wow. Okay. What about Matt Damon doesn't even get a look in due to the other no, blokes? No, he movie. wouldn't. He doesn't no. even get a start no, in the hoplite like, category. I think that... Matt Damon is classically handsome. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's a good looking dude. Don't get me wrong, but he's definitely he's not turnable. Yeah. Okay, now any lookalike. So we've got oh, so you've got the F. Murray Abraham, Carl Morden, Skexis from Dark Crystal <laughs> slash Morgs lookalike. Yeah. Have you got one? Definitely. Okay, yep. Elliot Gould, Morgs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. I've got Elliot Gould, but also Elliot Gould is also David Norton from One hundred percent from American Werewolf. American yes. Werewolf, yes. yes. 
scowled. You got no, but you, and you, I like that. Someone comment that you you're the look like your look like is Brent Todd. <laughs> yeah, that, was that Robbo? Hey, that was Robbo. And tell you what, it's, it's pretty true. on the money. <laughs> you look like Brent Todd. It's that pretty is. on the money. <laughs> Langers, I'm always Langers. <laughs> nah, I've got to say, Paul Langmack, you've now got. We're going to do, we're going to do the lookalike. <laughs> we're going to put a Gow Owen Wilson wig yeah. and Brent Todd. I'll tell you what, Robbo was not happy with you two, particularly when I spoke to him, because he loves Hitch. He loves oh, the movie right. Hitch, okay, and you guys slated it. And he's like, man, I love that scene. He goes, I love that situational <laughs> comedy, and he goes, they just slated it. Yes. That was me. Okay. And I've just, I thought about another one too, a scene I like. You remember the scene when they didn't have the the batteries in his little, uh, the the trigger? Yep. Mm. And and he was flipping it around. It reminded me exactly of Heath Ledger as the Joker, clicking that, clicking his thing, waiting for the uh, bombs to go up. Uh, It was like the way they moved it in their hands was almost identical. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Anyway, and that's it for Morgz's Quickfire. Well done. Now I'll move into listen... To this. G-Man. Hang on. <laughs> He'll be fucking choked to death. G-Man. Okay, look. In this movie, Mark Wahlberg actually turned down the role of Linus Caldwell that went to Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. So he could have been there and he turned it down and said, no, I'm going to do Planet of the Apes. Oh, um, good choice. And interestingly enough, Matt Damon turned down the role of Bobby Mercer in Four Brothers that went to Mark Wahlberg later on. I think the movie's better with Matt Damon. I don't think Mark Wahlberg at that stage of his career. Yeah, I like Matt Damon. Departed in this. that year together. A different year. Was that it was the same year? No, Departed's like two thousand. No, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Oh. Yeah, Four Brothers was two thousand five. Right. Departed. Um, Departed's not two thousand five, is it? Yeah. Oh, is it? I don't okay. Yep. Danny Glover turned down the role of Frank Catton, which Ramon was Ramon. Again. No, yeah. Danny's not as funny as no, Bernie you Mac. Need Bernie Mac. Danny can He's play. too old for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, he could do that. He could do revoked. that. That's but and actually, another one was that Steve Harvey pitched for it, and oh, Bernie yeah, Mac yeah. and Steve Harvey were really good mates because they did a lot of comedy together. Yeah. And Steve Harvey apparently tried to, knowing he had the role, was going for the role, tried to pinch it off him. Oh, wow! And Sneaky. Bernie Mac went, "That's how cold Hollywood Return is." Return of the Mac, <laughs> Mark Morrison. Return. But uh, yeah, look, another one. There was there was a couple of cameos from the original movie. Yeah. Now, most of them were gone like by then. Yeah. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, they were all gone. But it was uh, Henry Silver who played one of the gang members, Roger Cornell, and Angie Dickinson who played Beatrice Ocean. So the test role. They were both in the fights or in when the championship fights on. They were ringside. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So oh, small good. cameos, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Okay, the cast gambled off hours. No one could confirm who was the best gambler. But it is known that Clooney managed to lose 25 hands of blackjack in a row. <laughs> yeah, he might have been the coolest, but he was shit at gambling. Yeah. Yep. I don't think he'd ever gambled before. I think they had to teach him. 21's not difficult, though. Blackjack's no. not difficult. You think, you, you think you'd luck a hand out? Yeah. Okay, John Ch- Don Cheadle is uncredited. Yeah. Because he spat the dummy because he wanted to go above the title. So he wanted to be Clooney, Pitt, Roberts, Cheadle. Oh, yeah, I, but he did in Ocean's Twelve. He got he did, it. They they build him above. Ocean's maybe 13. maybe they, maybe that's what the dispute was. And they're like, "Listen, mate, you're gonna have to do an English accent now." <laughs> yeah, you, you, you look, like you. You, your accent shit. We yeah. were thinking about, but you wanted to do that. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. We're yeah. in Barney. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. Barney Rubble. Man, God, shocking. So they lived at the Bellagio each 
in a th- seven thousand foot square bloody villas. Imagine what that costs a night. Yeah, part of the eighty five million. We've gone to wait. Um, yeah, just gone, gone for on their, um, accommodation. But the Bellagio actually gave them security video of the place. Yes, so they could run that. So as part of the deal. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. Damn, are you good at it? Yeah, we, you shouted back to the original movie to have Angie Dickinson and whatever. But I'm shouting back to the greatest Vegas movie, which is Vegas Vacation. <laughs> so also in the audience at the boxing match was Siegfried and Roy. Yes, and Wayne Newton, who yep. was all over mm. Ellen Griswold. Yes, so. I think that movie was a shout out to Vegas Vacation. Really? Have <laughs> Homage. Sig- yeah. Siegfried and Royd and, uh, and Wayne Newton there. Okay. So, what about Soderbergh originally wanted to film this in black and white? Oh, oh. oh okay. Mm. So, then the studio said, original. Ah, yeah. No, then the studio goes, that's cool. We're just going to drastically reduce your budget. Yeah. So, he went, you know what? Colour's good. <laughs> Colour will be fine. Yeah. yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it wouldn't have. Uh, so, also, this is interesting the heist, the money. To carry it out, a weight of a million dollars mm. is in twenty-two a, pounds. Bag. Multiply that by one hundred and sixty-three. Oh. So the total weight for the heist is three thousand five hundred eighty-six pounds, which they carried out in bags. Divide that all by eleven con men, and not all eleven carried so them out. About one and a half ton. One, one. They would have had to carry three hundred and twenty-six pounds out of the casino. Now, two point two point two pounds to the kilo. Yeah, yeah. So about one hundred fifty kilo kilos. Yeah. They're heavy bags. Yeah, you're not moving them. <laughs> no, no. As Damo said, though, they had to carry all the other stuff in, which we never saw. They di- And they didn't. But, but that was the other thing, too, and I'll just harp on it again, was Brad Pitt went from being the doctor to walking the floor talking to him to being in the SWAT team in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just bang a bang. It was like, well, hey, huh? Hey? Yeah. It's, modern, it's modern cinema, mate. Yeah. It's cinema <laughs> magic. Movie yeah. magic. Anyone got anything else? No. Nope. No. Okay, quotables. Yeah. Oh, there's a heap in here. I, as I said before, I love the Malloy brothers when they go, the, who you calling Bud, pal? Who you calling Pal Jackass? I quite like that scene. <laughs> that was a good little it's good when they, yeah. they throw the balloons up there. I like when Tess is talking to Danny. And she, says, she said to him, you're a thief and a liar. And he said, I only lied about being a thief, though. That's right, yes. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Which he lied about at the same time. Absolutely. What about, you scared? You suicidal? Only in the morning. Which beat was that? That's Rusty and Lars. Oh, yeah. That's Brad Pitt. Yep. Only in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Now, when we go through the... when that, We talked about that speech. Have you been practicing that speech? I thought it mm. little. Did I rush it? Yeah. yeah a little bit rough. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Now, why do you say my one already? All Reds was the funniest bit in the whole movie. Yes. When Topher Grace laid it out on the table. But it yeah. was... <laughs> that is... It was, that it was his... Just the confidence in laying down all his cards that were all red. His yeah. face, oh, no. and his face just matched it. It yeah. was like that was yeah. pretty freaking funny. The other one I liked too is when when Brad Pitt's giving giving Linus the speech about what to do when he's going to go see Terry Bennett. Don't do this. Don't do that. Be funny, but don't make him laugh. He's got to like you and forget you. And he goes, and for God's sake, whatever you don't under any circumstances. And the other guy calls him into the You're room. On you never find out. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know too, because that he took Clooney's part. But there's no way Clooney could have done that part because the. He, rec- he would recognise him instantly. Because yeah, it's all part of the... It's all part yeah. of the well, he says that to him. Yeah. He goes, why did you have to do that? And he goes, it was all part of it. And he's yeah. like, oh, why don't you just let me know? Do you trust well, me? True. Do you trust yeah, me what? now? Yeah. Do you trust me? I do now. Mm. What about 13 million and you drive this piece of shit across country to pick me up? <laughs> that was a great car. Blew it all on the suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good suit too. He, yeah, Brad Pitt's style was, was, was never oh, questioned. Mate, yeah, Extremely fuckable in this movie. Can't believe he threw out that hamburger though. What about which one is the amazing yen? 
Oh, <laughs> he's the, a little, little Chinese, Chinese guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. It's very funny. Okay, I think that's enough. One degree of Kurt Russell. This is easy. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yep. Yeah. And we've had that before. <laughs> Film school for everyone. So, in honour of Don Cheadle's horrendous accent in this movie, we're going to do the worst accents in cinema history, and we've left Don Cheadle out because it's anus. It's so bad. So, we're going to go six of the worst accents ever to grace the silver screen. Number six. Harrison Ford, K-19, The Widowmaker, Russian. Oh, I can't even remember how he sounded. Awful. (laughs) You can imagine that his voice still sounds exactly the same, but with the Russian attempted twang. And Liam Neeson actually stars opposite him and does a reasonable Russian. I don't understand why, especially Russian, you don't need to do the accent. Just speak. I'd actually have more respect if you just spoke and... You wore a Russian uniform, yep, yep, right? Yep. Very similar to what they did in Hunt for Red October where Sean Connery is speaking in Russian and then it goes it's to blend, his mouth yeah. and then it goes to English. Cool. I get that. Terrible Harrison. Be better. <laughs> Number five. Cameron Diaz, Gangs of New York, Irish. Oh, I can't if Irish ones are hard to pull off. Terry Shara. There's a few Terry Irish. It, it, there's a few. And that's exactly what it's like. It is so... Like mocking Irish. Right, yeah. It's so bad that it actually takes her out of the film. It, and it was Leonardo DiCaprio is struggling a little in that film from an accent perspective, but nowhere near it is nowhere a, near Cameron Diaz is Irish. Yeah. I find accents are difficult to do. I'm like obviously a Michael Caine specialist. Michael Caine? Yeah, I do on one line. Uh, did you know? Did you know? But that's it. That's, that's it. But I've nailed that. <laughs> yeah. Specialist. Yeah. But it is pretty difficult. I can imagine. It would have taken some time. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. That took me 12 years of practice. Okay, so we're going to stick on the Irish theme and a star of Ocean's Eleven, oh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. The Devil's Own. Okay, yes. With Harrison Ford. He plays an IRA agent. Yeah. Shocking. Father. Shocking. Again, yeah. takes you out of the movie. It's that bad. He obviously was trying to. He wanted to be in Guy Ritchie's movie, so he, he got into Snatch. Yeah, that's he he was the pikey. Yeah. yeah, and then he, that, and he wanted to. They wanted him to do an English accent, and he couldn't master it. So they said, "We'll give you we'll a pikey make, one." We'll so it just it, he's sort still of an not Irish. great at that. No, but at least it's supposed to be a hybrid, so you yes. can't really tell. So that you can't look and get that's a bad accent because it's supposed to be something right, you can't yeah. really understand. Gypsy sort of language. Yeah, like dags. Yeah. I like dags. Yeah. <laughs> I like dags. I like dags. Okay, this I've got a couple double bangers here. Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Far oh, away, yeah, yeah. No. Irish. Yeah, it's again. Stickly with the Irish accent, <laughs> it's tough. Let's just hire more Irish actors. Yes, or get some proper dialect coaches on set. Yeah, because they're bad. It's almost it's that's it, it sounds a lot like it's Days of Thunder on oh the Green God. Meadows, the Green Meadows of Ireland, right. Ireland, yeah. Ireland. Yeah, with Russ Wheeler and Randy. Yeah, whoa, whatever his name was. <laughs> Randy Watson. He was, who was Sexual Chocolates. Yeah. No, Randy, who was the other race car driver. Oh, yeah. Um, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Michael Rooker's character. Yeah, Randy. Forget someone. what his name yeah. is. Okay. Two to go, and we're moving from Irish to English. Cup of tea. 
There you go. <laughs> just nailed it. Mate, you're no, I'm good. I'm like Eliza Doolittle from you're Pygmalion. Good. You are very good. Pugwall. <laughs> Rock and roll. Okay, another double banger. Johnny Depp, Heather Graham from Hell. Oh, I don't know it. So, Johnny Depp, it's the Jack the Ripper movie. It's actually oh. a very good movie. It's adapted from the graphic novel. Very stylistic. Johnny Depp plays the, the bloody Abilene, Inspector Abilene, the well-known English Inspector Abilene, and his accent is awful. And Heather Graham is worse. I have seen it, but I can't She plays remember. Mary Kelly, yep. and she's bad. Right. It's a good movie, though. Yeah. If no. you forget, again, forget the accent. Good movie. It's got uh, Robbie Coltrane in it as okay, well. Yeah. He'd Hagrid. do a good English one. Yeah, he nailed the English accent. Oh, well, he, oh, he's in Ocean's 12, isn't he? Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah. He nailed it. He's also yeah. in, sorry, in Goldeneye. Plays the, the baddie. He becomes the goodie. Number one. Oh, worst accent oh. in the history of cinema. I don't know. I'll, I've got some in my mind, but yeah. Keanu Reeves, oh. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Apparently it's English. Now, in the early days, Keanu Reeves, probably not the greatest thespian. But, well, hang on, he's working Bill and Ted's. Well, well. I could have actually used that accent. <laughs> yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic thespian there. Whoa. So, in terms of being like a quality actor, he's not great, especially in the early days. He just looked exceptionally mm. good. Yeah. His English accent in Bram Stoker's Dracula is horrible, to say the least. Yes. <laughs> horrible. Yes. I'll have to watch that again. I haven't seen that for so long. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Mate, you didn't hit Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent. Oh, that's in... Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. That is... I've got, a couple, I've got a couple others, of course. I left out the two Robin Hoods. Kevin yes. Costner oh, in yes. Prince of Thieves and Russell okay. in Robin Hood. They are both bad. Yeah, the, yeah. But they don't come close to Don Cheadle's no. basher. Don Cheadle, it just, oh, it just smashes it, doesn't it? Like, it oh. just is such a mishmash. No, but, what, but if I said to you, a dingo took my baby, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah I do. Evil Angels. Yeah, it was Meryl Streep. That was yeah. a, a crap Aussie accent, but also to John Voight in Anaconda. Yeah. He was like some South American. Oh, mate, some, that's actually, sorry, that could be the worst. Yeah, it was shit. Yeah, I forgot about really, John really bad. Odd. Yeah. What is really he? What accent is it? I don't know. He's Colombian or something. I, yeah. I'm not sure. He's sort of, but he's talking through. Doesn't move his lips. Doesn't move his lips. Well, he's a bit like much. your other mate from what's his name, Rollo Tomasis. Oh, Rollo oh. Tomasi from. Um, no, yeah, but who we spoke? Benicio no, del Toro. Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Hmm. His accent too. Flippio. Flippio. Flippio for real. What the fuck? I do think accents are very difficult. Like a Kiwi accent or a South African accent, very bloody hard to do. And it can also take you out of the film because there's that incredible stunt woman, Zoe Bell. We've spoken about her on the podcast as well, who Quentin Tarantino's in love with, and she's been in several movies. She's in Death Proof. She's in uh, a couple of movies. She's actually in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's the Kurt Russell's wife who's the stunt woman who blows up at Brad Pitt. Yeah. Her accent is just it just because and it's her accent. It's just her, but it just takes it out of the film. Yeah. So yeah, got to be very careful with the accents. For sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's it for that one. We're moving on to Kickass Credit Song. I'm on the. I think I'm oh. on the. Or were you? I know I was last week. All right, with, with a bit of ice my balls and spit up that's blood. That's right. Romantic one. So look, I got to say this was a hard one to write. 
It would be very yeah, difficult. And so I've kept it very short. I don't know how it's going to go, to be perfectly honest. And let's not let's and let's just crank just it up. It, let's just crank it, it up. It is but a, a difficult one to But we kick won't us. be singing out. We're not going to sing it out? No. no. There's yeah. nothing in. <laughs> let us be the judge. We <laughs> never know. Yeah, there's nothing it's to good. sing out. There's nothing to sing out. It's legitimately. We can sing anything out. 16 lines long, this song. There you okay. go. It's a limerick. It's a, it is. The boy stood on the burning yeah. deck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There once was a boy from Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, this one is just called Ocean's Eleven. Oh my god, that's uh, honestly to come up with that is incredible. Doesn't that give it away a little it's bit. Like you're a marketing guru. <laughs> okay, here we go. Out of jail for one day, and I'm back on the grift on the hunt for my ex-wife. Her mind, I must shift. So I hook up with Rusty and develop a plan. <laughs> that's exactly. What is it a shanty? It's a sea shanty. <laughs> it's a sea I'm, shanty. I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this. This song no. is that bad. Okay. So right. It's that bad. Let's go. Let's go right. with your shanty. Out of jail for a day and I'm back on the grift. On the hunt for my ex-wife, her mind I will shift. So I hook up with Rusty and develop a plan. Gonna steal heaps of money from Tessa's new man. Benedict is his name. Benedict for a lifetime. We'll with my ten guys in t- <laughs> with my ten guys in tow. We'll pull off the perfect crime with the girl and the cash. Could have done this with seven. Will we all go to hell? My ocean's eleven. Whoa! Nice. That nice. is That's the it. best pirate song How good is ever it? on board to watch. It, changed it because you mocked me. It was riddled with It that. was shit ass. That's what it was. It was very difficult. Our dancing was good. Our it was good. It's pr- it's a, a, a fro- video. We were frolicking along. It's probably all gonna be it's probably yeah. gonna be cut. So yeah. anyway. Star of the show. Damo, we'll start with you. I'm going for Andy Garcia. Good baddie. I knew you amazingly would. handsome. Like the most handsome in the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah. There's 11 of them against him. He's he held his own really nicely. He's yeah. very suave, isn't he? Very calculated. Yeah. Suave. Doesn't get ruffled Doesn't smile. too easily. Only gets ruffled once. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, very calm. Yeah, non-smiling, but just good. Right. Benedict is his name. Benedict ben- for a lifetime. Benedict my balls. No, yeah. Benedict. Yeah. Run yeah. and hide. Run and hide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going with George Clooney. I'm going with George Clooney as well. He just knocks this out of the park for me. I think he's so charismatic in this movie. He plays the title role really well. I think he, as we said, I said earlier, he bounces off him and Brad Pitt bounce off each other, and he bounces off Julia Roberts really well as, as well. But I just think that he makes this movie. Yep, superstar turn, absolute superstar turn from Clooney. I think this is the movie that well, sends him through the stratosphere. It, it launched him into yeah. that Nes, Nes Cafe. Yeah. Co- Deal. Coffee pods. It's gigantic. When he started buying houses in Italy. Was it, was it, no, Nespresso. Yeah, that's it. Nespresso. Yeah. So, yeah, this What's was the, the launching lake? pad. He bought a house in Italy in the Lake Como. Como. Lake Como. Como. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so anyway. That's beautiful part of the world. This launched his beautiful part of the world for a beautiful man. <laughs> yes. With beautiful hair. Yes. Okay, look, Ocean's Eleven. It's the heist movie that probably ends all heist movies. Not many have come close to it. Ensemble casts are very difficult to do. Only Avengers Endgame has surpassed it. Oh, for the ensemble. Yeah, there we go. Okay, the rank bank. Going to need some help on this one. I struggled because this was hard as well. So I've got proper villains and I've got prawn cocktails. And that's really all I've got. Oh, wow. Okay, shit. So what do you got? Proper villains and prawn cocktails. EMPs. EMPs. Bad accents. Barneys. Pickpockets. 
pickpockets, Barney's. We're not going to do. Rubbles. We're not going to do anything with. Actually, I don't mind Barney Rubbles. Oh yeah, trouble like yeah. yeah. We're in Barney. Yeah, we're in Barney. Yeah, we're I going with we're going with Barney Rubbles. Yeah. Okay, Barney Rubbles. Okay, Damo, how many Barney Rubbles are you giving Ocean's Eleven? Okay, so as I said, the key to enjoying this movie, I think, is to not think about it too much. I definitely thought about it too much. I think the cast and everything's awesome and the conversations are really good and there's funny bits. But to me, the puzzle pieces look like they were jammed in. They didn't fit in like a nice puzzle. It was like you've smashed it to get them in. I'm giving it three Barney Rubbles. Three. Okay. That's yep. all right. Uh, okay. I hear you. I hear you. G-Man. Yeah, really enjoyed the rewatch. Good movie, great cast, all play their parts really well. I love there's a big ensemble cast, and it's a, as I said, it's a, it's an easy movie to watch. It's comfortable. I liked it. It is a bit intricate, and some they don't do a lot of that backstory, as Damo said. But I'm going to go with three point two five Barney Rubbles. Three point two five. Okay. All right. Look, I really I enjoy this movie. I can put down the bullshit and just be absorbed by the film. Although, as I say every week, that it becomes more difficult trying to watch these movies to review them. It's full of shit. This movie is so full of shit. Yeah. There's just too much that has to go. Yeah. But the charm of the characters, yep. for me, overrides that. I'm giving it 3.75 Barney Rubbles. Yep. Gow, how many Barney Rubbles does Ocean's Eleven have? All right. This gives us, this comes in at 3.33 Barney Rubbles. Now, that's equal with... Backdraft with 3.33 trick to chloride cans and The mm. Wedding Singer. Our whorish best friends with a heart of gold. <laughs> it's right below Catch Me If You Can at 3.42 Butter Churning Mice. But it's above it's above 3.25 Land Sharks for Tremors. Wow. Ooh. Knock Tremors down. So we're into 40-second spot. Yeah. Equal 40-second. Yeah, back yep. end. Back end. Out of the 58 that we have on this. Mm. Yeah, that's about right. It's a good flick. It's an easy flick to watch. Yeah, I think it sits about right. Look, I could... I I think I said that I would Marie Kondo catch me if you can. But I'd watch Ocean's Eleven again. I think it's a good movie. It was good fun. Look, it'd be something I'd watch again if it was on. It's not something I'm going to seek out and go, let's put it on. Yeah. But having watched... Ocean's Eleven a couple times. I wouldn't mind watching Ocean's Twelve and Ocean's Thirteen. I don't Ocean's never... Twelve is a travesty. Is it? Yeah. Ocean's yeah, Thirteen is not bad. I, I can't remember which one I saw. I saw one of them. I thought it was not so bad. Ocean's Twelve. Julie Roberts plays herself. Oh, so Julie Roberts, Tessa. Oh, Tess looks a bit like That's Julie Roberts. Right. So we're going to play yeah. Julie Roberts. Good That's joke. right. Yes. Got it's it. I did. I watched the first twenty minutes of Ocean Twelve last night, and I did laugh a fair bit more because when he went and found them all and he found like the brothers and he said cancelling your wedding and your honeymoon to Epcot Centre. Yeah. And it was some pretty funny stuff. But I remember I have seen it before and I know that I didn't think it was that good. No. But maybe this time I might think it's all right. I don't know. Thirteen's not bad. But I haven't seen thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen's not bad. I actually wouldn't mind watching the original. I've never seen it. It's supposed to not it's supposed to be very I haven't seen it. George Clooney's not a fan of it. It's supposed to be very different. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Okay, so if you love this, what you're gonna love, Damo? I think uh, what I think is a much better movie is the Thomas Crown Affair. Yep, Pierce Brosnan. Or yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yeah, Pierce Brosnan one. You, yeah, but the one when Renee Russo gets her norks out too. Yeah, good norks. Yeah, and but it, to me, and the pieces line up again at the end once, they, and you see the painting. You go, oh shit, that's brilliant. 
I haven't yeah. seen that for a long time. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Might rewatch G-Man. Look, I thought of any Guy Ritchie movie, if you want to have a plot movie, Lockstock or Snatch or Shit The Gentleman. Sense. No, just those kind of movies where that plot... But the one I came back to, which is a bit darker than this, but it is very similar, is The Town. Oh, yeah, good choice. So that's Ben Affleck playing the title role where he falls in love with Rebecca Hall. Yeah, with the girl that they rob, and then oh you know, yes, Jeremy Renner. She's, yep. Jeremy she's Renner. in the bank. Yeah, she's she in the bank, manager. and then yeah. yep, then he falls in love with her, and, and then starts seeing, and then they're pulling the big heist. They yeah. rob Fenway Park. Do it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's awesome um, film. it's way darker than this, yeah. but it is a very similar sort of storyline. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've got Inside Man. Oh, that's a good movie. Spike Lee joint. Yep. Denzel Washington, Clive Owen. Yeah. Clive Owen hides himself in the bank. It's and it's, that's it lines up at the end too. Oh, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, oh, that's a really good movie. we really worth watching. It's on a bit on Foxtel at the moment, actually, Inside Man. So if you're stupid enough to have Foxtel, then watch it on there. Yep. Yeah, but Denzel's good in that. It's funny. Cause, and they're talking about all the different... P- it was the girl with the big boobs. The big boobs, this, girl. This, 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 yeah. It was just... And they all came... It was really well done. Yeah, well clever. thought out. And it lined up. Very clever. Okay, that's it for this episode of Born to Watch. Ocean's Eleven is in the reviewer. And maybe we'll get to Ocean's 1 through 10 at some stage. Yeah, that'd be good to see yeah. the first 10. Yeah, yep. we'll watch the first 10. It might be in the fourth or fifth iteration of Born to Watch. Yep. We probably won't be involved in that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so next week we've got another Cracker 80s classic, Back to the Future. Marty McFly goes back, tries to root his mum. (laughs) And she's a hornbag. She's a hornbag. Yeah. And ends up with one of the top five biggest dorks on planet Earth. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) McFly. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. A lot of holes we could poke in this one. Time travel. Oh, you if you got a flux capacitor, you can time travel. Okay. I'm still looking for And a it. DeLorean. How good's a DeLorean? It's yeah. Good car. Yeah, th- this is one you can't really pick apart too much. Yeah, I think it's we'll find a, I think we'll be able to find something. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be able yeah. to find stuff. But it is a nice good funny movie. I quite like it. I think that the incest angle is not really no. it's not used enough in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> went to new levels in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, it did. Yeah. did. It certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, until next week <laughs> when we investigate Back to the Future and find out if time travel is real. Yes. It's bye for now. See you, everybody. Let's hit the showers. Let's go. <laughs> Good soap. <laughs> Fresh soap. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.